No, he's 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 off. He's packing the bags. Got two cases out. He's well, that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of dollar bills going into that that bag right there. That's who? Why why keep so much money underneath the mattress? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that can't mention what that is, but um, it's a strange thing to decide to take with you when you're on the run. Um, yep. And oh, here come the police, and. And there's the taser. Yeah, no, shouldn't definitely shouldn't have done that, Luke. Definitely shouldn't have taken a swing at that big guy. And um, yep, there comes the pee pee. He's uh, pee peed his pee peed his pants there. Well, looks like I'm going to be hosting this show myself, I guess. So let's talk SummerSlam. was indeed the police. Fuck off, we were recording an episode of the Cheap Pop. They said we'll come back. I guess, so, so the last time we, the la- that last episode we just recorded then, we talked about Vince McMahon retiring, which is uh, now in the past. We thanked him. We've said uh, cheers for building the, the empire. But now we move on to the future. And the future is now Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan as co-CEOs. With uh, with Triple H seemingly as the head of talent relations, executive vice president, basically what he was before, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It certainly looks that way. So, um, yeah, the, let the good times roll. What kind of, um, I mean, what kind of uh, change do you see happening, um, perhaps in the short term and the long term, really? Uh, uh, um. I guess one question that's coming out of, you know, whenever Triple H comes back to work, um, a lot of black and gold loyalists will uh, will say, "Hey, are we ditching the the Rainbow NXT 2.0 and going back?" So, I what do you think NXT is going to look like? I guess a year from now. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if I'm totally honest, I don't see it being completely different to what it is now. I don't see it. I don't see it going back to the the glory days of back and gold fully and um, but i can certainly see some changes happening because uh, it needs it i think but uh yeah i can definitely see more of a focus being there i can see it being just a lot a lot easier to watch hopefully much better and hopefully we start to see more progression and faster progression because it felt like people came on way way quicker than than you know, then than they did now. I know, granted, a lot, the vast majority, or all of them, were already had you know existing big indie careers. But yeah, f- fingers crossed. It it just it becomes a, a much more viable brand again. Um, I just wonder whether he will. He will be purely focused on that, or if he's going to spend more time now that he'll probably be able to again you know around the around the main brands as well around raw around smackdown and um yeah having a little play with the old main roster too yeah definitely uh it's definitely exciting mm. going forward especially on the heels of um the getting rid of the the pg era the the sort of moving on into um uh, more more edgy content more uh mature rated content which you know happens you have to kind of have to go in these waves you know the the there's a lot of their fans that were 
uh, kids who got into um, you know WWE a lot later than we did, who are now coming into young adulthood and in their twenties, and you know if WWE can keep that core you know fan base by developing their content to their needs, yeah, um, then I guess it's it's um, I mean it's exciting. It's kind of what we've been calling for for a while. You know AEW have a little bit more edgy content, and you know a lot of it can be good. There might be a little bit too much blood, a little too many middle fingers. You know, it kind of gets watered down. But but yeah, exciting times going forward. You, you know, there's people in powerful positions now who um, a lot of the fan base have faith in. So it'll be very interesting to see how critical the internet wrestling community and the Dirty Dirty Dirt Sheets are, um, you know, 12 months from now. Yeah. Or by, my, by WrestleMania. Like, they've still got time to plan the what could be one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. If that flops, what will they say then? Um, I can't see it flopping. I neither can I. No, no. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll be we'll be there. We're going to be there, so it's it has to be the best mania of all time. Well, we're going to be the main event. We've we've just started our Twitter feud, and we've got we've got a good six months. Yeah, time. We'll get it developed. There'll be a cease and desist thrown your way because you have used the cheap pop logo there on for your own accord on a totally separate created account. Hey, had to can be I... done. Had to be done, brother. I might look into it. I might look into filing like a $30 charge to get a season desist in your way. Right. So, yeah, exciting times going forward. Since we last talked, I went to Saturday night's main event. Nice. Um, with a couple of mates. Had a great time. It's a great card. So if you, if any of you have gone on our uh, Instagrams, at the underscore cheap underscore pop, and our Twitters, I was kind of going on a mad one. I'd had a couple of beers, and I was live tweeting at the event. Yeah, one uh, one really good portion of that night was uh, the main the main event. Obviously, we uh, we got the huge Roman Reigns entrance that lasted like forever. Like they they let his his theme loop once before he even came out. So I was filming there for like three minutes, putting my wands up in the air, thinking, "Jesus Christ, my shoulder hurts." Huh. Uh, so I put it down for a minute. But but when he came out for his match against Drew, they uh, they turned all the lights down in the arena, so. But every other match, they had all the graphics going on, but they turned oh, everything yeah. off um, and just had the old school boxing style where they just had the lights above the ring. And that was the only thing that was lit up. And it just gave it that really solid like main event, big match feel. The uh, The crowd kind of really got into it. Um, everyone started sort of cheering, you know, as as the lights went down, everyone sort of got louder and was like, really felt like like it was on like they set it up so well um just built that anticipation and then everyone puts their uh, phone lights on and we get the firefly thing going okay um so there's arena full of that uh everyone's just just nuts um to be a part of and that lasted for a good you know three or four minutes the match couldn't start everyone was just looking around in awe at it and um yeah the uh, yeah roman and drew in the ring they acknowledged it Good, uh, good main event. The Natalia stuff was weird. Mm. Um, that picked up a little traction online, probably thanks to Cheap Pop exclusively reporting it. Um, yeah, I mean I, that's probably not going to come out, but um, I thought that was that was weird. So uh, for those who who didn't know, kind of what happened, uh, there was a triple threat: Natalia, Liv Morgan, and Ronda Rousey. So Natalia was obviously there to eat the pin. Um, Ronda got uh, some good steam towards the end of the match. 
uh, ultimately got thrown out of the ring and Liv took advantage uh, and gave Natalia her uh, one of her finishing moves, which is like the middle rope DDT. Oh, yeah, kind yeah. Kind of like a, yeah, like devastating move, right? Yeah. Uh, so she pins her and then immediately sort of Natalia um, kind of whips up, says something uh, to Liv, points in her face. Liv's like, what, what, what? And then Natalia rolls out the ring immediately, storms off backstage. And we're kind of like, like that, that didn't look like a bad finish. It didn't look mm. like anything got messed up. But like, I, so it was, it was just quite bizarre. And I know, um, you know, th- that people online have been talking about, uh, you know, tossing around the word unprofessionalism. When it comes to Natalia, that's a very heavy word to be uh, associating yeah. with her. But, but at, at the very least, um, bizarre. Bizarre. So, so perhaps you know a little disagreement in the ring. Uh, you know, house shows. Uh, I guess at the time to do that, you can roll out, and uh, it's not like you're on TV. You're not um, really presenting to a wide audience. So, um, yeah, that was just a little bizarre thing about the event. But otherwise, um, just uh, just really fantastic entertainment throughout. We uh, we stayed over in Sacramento and we watched SummerSlam 2001. Uh, that was the one during the invasion angle. Yeah, Jeff Hardy and RVD. Ladder match for the hardcore title. Five stars. Well, four and a half stars. 4.9 stars, actually. 4.9 just stars. Bo- they botched one like one move during it. Jeff Hardy like, jumps off. No, Jeff Hardy's hanging on to the, the belt. He's swinging from it. RVD's on the top rope and tries to do a jumping, spinning back kick and somehow get high enough to hit Jeff Hardy, who's in the middle of the ring, but up high. It was just an insane one to go for. Um, but other than that, Jesus, like, top, top match. Jeff and RVD was one, like, was always, they were always bangers. Yeah, absolutely were. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, the Triple H and Stephanie and Nick Khan era begins with SummerSlam, I suppose. Yes. Online are saying a bad card. What say you? Online don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I think on on paper it's a it's a solid card, but every match has the potential to be a lot of fun. I think I'm looking through, and there's no match that I'm really seeing where I think, yeah, that's got stinker written all over it. It is a bit of a shame to have two matches in there where we're seeing the same things again. However, I really don't mind. I don't mind. I I know the quality will be there. I know it'll be really good fun. And to be honest, I'm really undecided on where a lot of this is going to go. So we, we, we know we know that WWE tends to suck in the build-up but deliver on the night, and I've got absolutely no concerns whatsoever. Bring it on. All right, so uh, before we get into this then, don't think I'm letting you off the hook. Let's uh, just briefly discuss who won Money in the Bank sure. last time. Twas yours truly, 5-3. to three. It was a... I needed it. I very much needed it. You would have gone 4-0 up in the series uh, as it is now. It is 3-1, so I'll take it. I've got some momentum for the second year in a row. I predicted a Money in the Bank winner. Last year it was Big E. This year in Liv Morgan. I was very happy with that. So yeah, if you will acknowledge me for the next five to ten minutes in just glorious celebration, and then we can crack on with the SummerSlam. I card. mean, so I won't acknowledge. You, you go. I won't acknowledge you because you're still too behind. But I will, you know, acknowledge t- the win. Tiny, tiny clap. Tiny clap. Well done. Well done. You've still got a lot of work to go. You still know nothing about wrestling. But uh, hey, you're getting better. You're getting oh, better. Oh, contraire, mon frere. I know nothing about wrestling. Predicted a money in the bank, and I got the other all the singles matches correct. 
every other match on the card, man. Just I mean, not the men's money in the bank because friggin' Theory won it. He wasn't even supposed to be in it. So really, I got 100% record. That is to be acknowledged. Come I mean, you, you 100% didn't get 100% record. And like, let, let's go back to the previous three rounds before that, shall we? And and, and go no, through how little I got wrong. So, yeah. Ancient history. No. You sound like a Liverpool fan. <laughs> sound like That it. doesn't apply anymore, does it? Come on, let's crack on. All right. Okay, money in the bank. No, sorry, that was the last one. The one Get over it, Luke. For Summer God's Sl- sake, <laughs> it was a month ago. SummerSlam. Okay, Jesus. All right, one more for Denver. Luke won money in the bank. Uh, All right, good stuff. Okay, uh, so I guess it's it's me to go first, isn't it? Oh, let's go. Let's. All right, let's let's go out there a little bit. I think we'll go. We we'll go with a shocker. Not necessarily a shocker, because I think they might be hinting at it, but I think we're going to start with the Royal Women's title. I'm very, very, um, very happy with how the, the Becky Lynch storyline's kind of going, or, or her character progression. I think there's still sort of a work to be done to polish off the ultra heel that she, you know, very much could be. Um, you know, she's not quite at the Rollins level yet, but he's kind of where Rollins was perhaps a year and a half ago, two years like her, her kind of demise of her, uh, you know, confidence and uh, having to resort to um, more sinister tactics as opposed to being, you know, cocky and confident. Yeah. Um, and then you've got obviously got Bianca Belair, who's the cream of the crop um, right now. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, now is is you know time to talk about Bianca Belair, or perhaps we're overdue to talk about Bianca Belair in the uh, you know in the Charlotte categories of of uh, elite women's wrestling and. So while this match has potential to be a banger, my prediction is Bianca Belair after 26 seconds. Ooh. Now then, now then. To start the night off, massive pop. Boom, get in, get out. My God, what a start. Let's go, SummerSlam. That would be very interesting. I like it. Book it. Get it booked. Get it booked. Love it. Um, yeah, I think I think Bianca too for this one. That would, yeah, that'd be great. I can't think of a better, other than them putting on an absolute barnstormer, obviously, but I'd love to see that, um, yeah, that immediacy, that callback. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Great shout. Eight matches on the card. You know, it, it's that you've got to cut time somewhere, um, you know, and, and if you can cut time without taking away from the, uh, you know, the big moments of the night, the talking points. Yeah. Um, especially and, especially Bianca Bianca doing it quicker than Becky did. Twenty five seconds. Yeah, one second under. That'd be glorious. That'd be glorious. And then they finish off their feud at the next pay per view in a two out of three falls. Ding 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 the match starts. Bianca Belair gets pinned after twenty seconds, but no wait. <laughs> then <laughs> Becky Lynch gets rolled up ten seconds later and then they, you know, Go on to, to have a half an hour match <laughs> for the last fall and just keep it going. Keep the quickness going. Um, good Lord. What a fast-paced start. Uh, I think we're going to get next The Miz and Logan Paul. Nice. I don't know. I don't know if they'll go on before. I mean, I um, I get people's criticisms of Logan Paul um, from the um, sort of moral standpoint well, there's a few ways to look at it. There's a moral standpoint where people sort of remember former YouTube um, 
content that he posted. There's also, you know, people that are very, just very irritated by that sort of, you know, online influencer character. So there's a bit of that too. There's people that just, you know, don't like quote unquote outsiders coming in. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all that negativity makes for one hell of a good heel. He comes with a following in this YouTube internet era. I mean, it's, as far as business goes, it's a cracking signing. What I mean is it's designed to bring in eyes. It is a buffet. And if you can, you know, have someone who's lower on the card that brings in this much business, mm-hmm. then WWE are going to do it. With regards to, I guess, the build-up, the Miz and Logan Paul, the rivalry, eh, I suppose it's the weakest of the night. But interested to see if Logan will follow up his, his good performance at Mania. Yeah, I thought his Eddie Guerrero stuff uh, was just just classic stuff. It was designed to, you know, pull at the heartstrings of people and enrage people. You know, a beloved deceased wrestler. So, of course, uh, he, he he just seems to, to get the business a little bit and has the basics down. So so I'm interested to see with another four or five months of training later how he'll, how he'll fare. And The Miz is a good dance partner to have. So intrigued, to say the least. Yeah, it is. It is intriguing. Um, love, obviously, Miz is the perfect person for him to be going up against. I, you know, it looks like he is incredible. Logan's incredibly dedicated to... to be you know if he's going to do something he wants to be great at it um just yeah i'm waiting for i'm waiting to be proven that he's not a not a shit house but um uh, <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not this is probably one of the matches that i'm least interested in just because i'm not i'm not sold on the logan paul factor as yet but let's see how it goes you know it's logan paul for me all over for the win but um yeah, let's let's see let's see where this takes us. Yeah, I um I think uh, yeah Logan Paul get the win. Yeah, I mean I'm 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 with you in in the sense that I'm not you know I'm not taken up by the Logan Paul train at all. I'm not a Logan Paul mark. Don't get me wrong, but you know I I wonder I I would love to see some statistics on uh, twelve months from now where you know what kind of eyes and money Logan Paul brought to the company. I think people. Are, Sort of missing that point. I don't like to admit to it. But True. anyway. True. Yeah. Logan for the win. Next up. I'm going to go. US title. Theory versus Lashley. Now. There's a part of me that thinks this will happen even earlier in the night. You know. I think this happens as early as possible. Okay. So that we almost forget that Theory's around. If you were to pick where do you place this? Would you have placed this at number one, number two? Number one or number two, but I probably number one, to be honest. Mm. I, I think we could well end up seeing this first. But uh, yeah, and I, I think we get I think we get Lashley retaining. Yeah. However, can you imagine a world where Austin Theory is mm. US champion and the undisputed champion? I think you just gave me a migraine. Three belt theory. Three belt theory. Christ on a bike, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the image. I just not considered that at all. I mean, I kind of... I mean, no, I considered it. Obviously, he's alluding to it, but the image, I hadn't thought of it until just now, and now I'm thinking of Austin Theory and his face and his phone and three goddamn belts. Yeah. The expense of Roman Reigns and... Lashley, that's like beating Rock and Austin on the same night. Not only that, at the expense of Lashley, Reigns, 
and Lesnar. Oh that, that's Rock Austin and Undertaker on the same night. Good Lord. Oh, I'm getting stressed. Need a break. Uh, yeah, Lashley for the win, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's... Um, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I've no reason to think that the um, the theory push will will stop now that Vince is gone. He's clearly he's he's primed to be you know uh, a player in the game. Don't know if he'll be you know the number one, the next John Cena or whatever. But I mean, he's 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 got a great all round game, and and right now they're testing him against um, a lot of main eventers and and having him rub shoulders with the likes of yeah. Lesnar and Roman Reigns and and Lashley's, I, I kind of think that um, I mean he kind of had to take that whipping from Lesnar last night. That's probably a sort of rite of passage, you know. Not going to be indoctrinated into the the main event scene without taking it, you know, your lickings. Um, yeah. but he he seems to be thriving, getting a reaction from the crowd. I mean, I, I the I, I kind of see a face turn coming sooner rather than later. He's, I mean, if he doesn't keep up the heelish tactics then i can see him becoming quite likable oh yeah as they definitely. you know as they definitely as they strap to the rock as they strap the rocket to him more so um but yeah this one i think he can um uh he doesn't need the u.s title at this point i think if he won it it would um it, it would kind of his push would be would feel more tepid if he kind of went back into that scene so yeah lastly lastly for the win and yeah not much more to say really no no but, yeah loving loving theory Loving what he's doing. I, I loved him in the way. Um, I just think he's hilarious. He is. He is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he's put his old uh, his old bad ways behind him. If they were even there in the first place. And uh, yeah, he's just he's very, very entertaining. And the him getting mauled by Brock will never not be just great comedy. So oh, I've watched it several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it it is it is a, a sight to behold. So yeah, I look forward to it. Next up. It is I. So, um, so it's going to be the middle of the card. Um, got to keep people interested, keep people alive, keep the energy going. So let's go with Usos and Street Profits. Undisputed tag titles. Is it one title? Is it two? Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, just uh, uh, it's, this is probably going to be uh, again another match of the night. Usos and Profits are going to want to. Um, Perhaps uh, top or, or try and at least match what uh, FTR and Briscoes did a couple of weeks, uh, sorry, a week ago at uh, ROH. This is one I'm very uncertain of, though. Is it? Because, well, the, the Usos, whenever you have a very, very long reign, there's always the, well, this, this is obviously the time they're going to lose it mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's been a year. and But there's, there's just there's the Montez Ford question, isn't there? There is that, that that keeps dangling around, and um, it's being hyped up in the media by The Rock. Bianca Belair put out a posting this morning saying he's going to be the next world champ. So what uh, what what uh, what to make of it? I don't know. I think this is their night. I think the bloodline ends up being very unhappy by the end of SummerSlam, mm. and I think that. The street profits get the gold. It's about okay. time. It's about time. It's got. It's got to happen. Yeah. If it doesn't happen now, then where do where do street profits go? So it's 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 
it's either win the title or break up, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I guess they've still got steam, haven't they? And, uh, you know, there still needs to be a plan for um, for Montez Ford mm-hmm. and uh, Dawkins um, when they separate. I think I mean, when they feud, it's going to be a banger. Um, but, yeah, one more. I think, uh, yeah, Profits have got one more big run in them. And uh, having them both, you know, hold both the belts up would be good. Although, I am going to go with um, Usos. I, I think the breakup comes. I think it does uh, tonight, or uh, or at the very least, um, there's gonna the tension's gonna continue. Dawkins is gonna like mess up or something, uh, and I do see I see Usos walking away with it. We've got a difference of opinion. I like it. Oh no, board draw. We are British. We tie. Next up. SmackDown women's title, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. Mm. Interesting one, this. You'd think it'd be a bit of a squash. You would, but I really, 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 really hope that Liv keeps it. I really do, but it's a great opportunity to give Ronda a heel turn. Is break the hearts mm. of the fans after Liv spent all that time? No. However, I do think that it's it's going to be a Liv win with a post match beatdown from Ronda. I think okay. I, I think Ronda's going to snap, and we're gonna we're gonna get the Ronda that we all want, that we all crave, just the absolute badass. Yeah. Um. It's a big shame Natalia's not in this match. Um, I hate to see Natalia as the the feeder for a you know another feud, but I guess I guess she's just very good good at playing. I guess that that backup role and and, and elevating Liv and Ronda to that next level. It's kind of it's kind of how um, like Sheamus was when he was feuding with Drew for a while, and Drew was going into the Brock matches. Uh, he was just kind of. You know, setting him up. Um, but in any case, um, I think... I, I can't see where this match goes. I mean, I guess Liv would uh, target the legs, target the ankles, try and dismember Ronda in some way, and that's mm-hmm. how you know we're gonna, she's going to even the uh, even things up. Um, I do think uh, Liv will win. Though I think we're uh, about due for a, a return of Charlotte Flair, I think we're going to get Charlotte Ronda match forty-two. Uh, Bore uh, off, Bore off. Makes sense though, doesn't it? It does, but it's just boring, isn't it? It's just boring. It is, but you know, that's how it goes. That's how they do it. But you know, well, I, I guess Vince isn't there when we've. If Charlotte's to return, plans will be already in place. I think she's going to come back and cost Ronda. Someone's going to cost Ronda. Yeah. Um, which it would be unfortunate because it would be a very good way to solidify Liv's title reign if she was able to somehow get the clean win after a great plucky performance. Um, you know, if you don't do it this time, then you really struggle to legitimize Liv mm-hmm. as a world champ, I think. 
going forward. So, yeah, be interesting to see how they book it. How they book the finish. Indeed. Hmm. Okay. So I guess the next one. So obviously, uh, Pat McAfee and Bumass Corbin is going to be the main event. So the next one's got to be the last man standing between Roman. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, this is this new era now. It's the Triple H era. <laughs> um, no. So Pat McAfee, Bumass Corbin. Um, I love everything Pat McAfee. I love that Pat McAfee has made everyone love Michael Cole. Um, I mean, Michael Cole's a legend already. Yeah, but um, but I just I love the um, like it's a good commentary team. Yes, it is. Um, you know, there's 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 several great commentary teams. Um, obviously, everyone thinks of Jr. the King as the as the main two, but you know, you had Jr. and Paul Heyman. They were great for a while. You had Taz and Cole on SmackDown, great for a while, and. Uh, it's it's great when we get a a, a two person commentary table when WWE don't cop out um, by having a three man table then um, then you know it's a solid partnership. I yeah. think a three man table is is in some ways a massive cop out. I, I think you should focus on a commentary team because it's just there's, interesting. Yeah. Interesting because I I feel like AEW has the better the better commentary team. I. I always I find the, the AEW commentary team more entertaining and also more insightful. Mm. Whereas Raw is like paint by numbers. It's, you know, you almost know what's going to be said and when. But especially with yeah, Michael Cole is you know that he's vintage Cole. You know what he's going to say. You know when it's coming. But the addition of yeah, Pat has just been has added that extra dimension and puts it puts it much much closer to AEW in that regard. So yeah, I think I just I I totally agree. I just the energy he brings the the mm-hmm. the the chaos and just the excitement he brings, and it's you know it's not you know kind of stiff sat wearing a suit doing the job. Is the is the kind of rogue employee that you kind of wish you could fire, but everybody just seems to love him. So yeah, you know he's the yeah. class clown, but he just he does a does a great great job. And yeah, it, and you know the match at Mania was very very entertaining. It you know descended into utter madness at the end, but even that you know even the whole Vince, you know. Botch stunner and yeah, yeah all yeah. the yeah. all the craziness that that came with that was still you know I still enjoyed that um I yeah I I like it I like it I think it's going to be great I think Corbin's a great person for him to work with at this early point again super looking forward to it big pat for the win giving the W and then mm-hmm. get him in the title picture. What I uh, really love about Pat McAfee is he uh, he respects the little things, um, such as kayfabe. Mm. So right after he got attacked on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago by Corbin uh, and got stretched out, he then went to the UFC with Vince Stephanie and Triple H, and he he wore a neck brace. Yeah. Uh, so he 
so we sold it uh and i think that like that little that little thing it just um i mean he he, he said he watched it from when he was a kid so obviously like he um he just seems to have that seriousness towards it and that love for it another thing i really love is um notice we're all talking about pat mccaffey and nothing about corbin um that he like when he's describing uh angles on his show on his podcast um he's talking in a way that that it's real mm-hmm. so he he described the the corbin attacking um and said you know this bummer club comes out of nowhere tax me right so then i'm going to the ufc my neck's all cranked i'm in a neck brace so he's like he's playing up to it and he's he's yeah. taking it seriously and he's not like a big time child he's saying oh yeah we went i went to work the other day and we did this angle where i'm supposed to hate baron corbin and it's hilarious yeah. like he's really like respecting the layers to it um and i'm really glad to see that he got signed uh he signed another long-term deal recently um so he'll be around for a bit longer hopefully having some more attraction matches um yep big pat for oh no corbin's gonna win corbin's gonna win corbin's gonna win yeah wow that's a i think we're gonna get a bit of a heat machine moment i think Okay, so the so the spectacle of of Pat McAfee having a match is there. He'll have a great entrance. Uh, we'll enjoy it. It'll be a fun match. But ooh, just a good pro wrestling move there is is to have Corbin get that surprise win at the end. Just the booze, the heat, and then caught, and then they both come out of it stronger. This like that would be the move if you want them both to be, um, you know, coming out strong. Pat McAfee getting the win against Corbin. Yeah, it, it's a good wrap up. To, to that mini feud, but um, I don't know. There's advan- more advantages that can be had. So I will differ on your opinion, sir. Make it interesting. I'm going to go with the bum ass. Going with uh, the bum ass. Yeah, bum ass all the way for me, lad. So pat the bum ass before the main event. Now then, this main event. Yeah, I had to think about this for a sec. I don't know where I'm going to go with it. Uh, yeah. So much that could happen. Let's give ourselves a minute, eh? Okay. Right, so the main event is a last man standing match, which is promising to be, really, really, really promised this time that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are facing off for the last time. Mm. Really, really promised this time. It's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen at next year's Mania, nor will it happen at next year's SummerSlam. Never to happen again. Never, never, never. Never, 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 never. Never, never. So, I guess, how long? So I think I read, I'm pretty sure I read, that if Brock Lesnar wins, then Roman will have held the, uh, I think it said Roman will have held the universal title for 599 days. Oof. Might have to look that up. Um, so that's a stressful number to put out there. Can't put <laughs> Lesnar to win. <laughs> it's like when a football leaves a club on like 99 goals. I think Paul Scholes ended up on like something 99 appearances, uh, something 199, and it's like, it's stressful to look at. It's like, yeah. give him the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if nothing else, that might swing my vote. Um, I do... 
I don't think it makes much sense to put this, the title back on Lesnar again. I mean, we haven't got this. We haven't got face Lesnar as the champ, right? This has all happened. No. So, I mean, that would be uh, that would be good to see, you know, the face Lesnar with the title at some point. I just, if he wins, then you have to go back again. Like Roman Reigns is not going to let it go. How do you get Roman Reigns away from the title picture then, and 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 have Lesnar Reigns go at it again? I think, uh, you know, alluding to Heyman's promo a few weeks ago where we're going to have to see a more, you know, savage Roman Reigns and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to get a very um, heavy Roman Reigns performance where he really does have to uh, take it to next level and not necessarily resort to um, bad guy tactics, but, um, you know, put on a performance that uh, puts a beast down for a 10 count which is the, the whole match, uh, the last man standing match. So I think we will get that, and I think Roman Reigns will win. Uh, Uso's obviously going to come down. Perhaps we'll get Street Profits. Perhaps we'll just get a massive brawl, um, which provides a distraction for something post-match. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to go for, uh, yeah, Roman for the win. Nice, nice. I'd, yeah, I'd like to... Th- I can't see... And this will lead on to the next question I think you're going to ask because you've not mentioned it in your prediction. I don't see Lesnar winning if there's a cash-in. If if there's not a cash-in, you see you see a route where Lesnar I, wins? I mean, I, I could see Lesnar then going on to chase theory for the titles. But, yeah, I, I don't see Lesnar holding it for a matter of seconds before losing it again. But I could see them doing that to Roman. Mm. Well, you know, because obviously he wouldn't hold it for seconds. He'd he'd, he'd have retained. So I'm also going to go Roman on this one. I'm going to go win. I'm going to go Roman. How does he win? How does he win? Puts him down for the 10 count. But is there shenanigans? Is there. uh... There there could well be shenanigans. There could be a, a handcuffing or a, you know, prop usage maybe to keep him down there could even be a theory you know a theory interjection is there a um solo sokoa call up mm. do we do we get a new oh. member of the bloodline or that would be quite an entrance does does theory does theory get his own back on lesnar by taking lesnar out Keeping him down, and then once Reigns wins, there's a there's a stir down, there's a tense wait for the cash in, but it doesn't happen. Or maybe theory that just then screws over, screws over Roman mm. and 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 does the takes takes the gold. But yeah, I think I think it's it's definitely it's yeah I can Reigns Reigns for me. But then, mm. but then, we get the cash in, and theory takes it. You see a cash in on the night. I see a cashing on the night. I think we end with Austin Theory as Universal um, as um, undisputed champ. I'm going to say no, no cashing. I'm going to say no. I think in a, a, a teasing or an attempted, but I um, no. I think I think he'll get swatted away like a fly. Has to go back to the kiddie table for a minute while the big boys slap their meat Ooh. and 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 do and do the big boy business. Won't stop him trying though. Right, that's it, folks. So we're undecided. So we're 
differing on three predictions there. It's out of nine, eight matches, and then a cash-in. All right, bang on. So there's only one thing for it, I suppose. We must finish each other off. Wait, we'll do no such thing. Finish this podcast off. Steady. Finish the podcast off with a quiz. Uh, SummerSlam-related quiz. How's your SummerSlam knowledge? Oh, as about as shite as everything else. I trust you've been researching all SummerSlam knowledge because you knew this pay-per-view was coming. Obviously. You knew it was going to be SummerSlam themed. I am a professional. Are you? No. Nope. 11.12 by the time you showed up. Oh, hey, hey 12. Now. Hey now. 12 minutes. Blame the hangover. Good Lord. <laughs> okay, five questions. See if you can become a five-star man, sir. At the 2016 SummerSlam event, Cesaro and Sheamus kicked off their best of seven. Who won match one? I think Sheamus. It was Sheamus. Yes. Of course, that series ended 3-3 and a draw at the end, but they became one of the greatest tag teams of all time, so it's all good. We love a draw. We love a draw. Question two. Who was the first SummerSlam main event that had the WWF title on the line? So... What was the match? It was a one-on-one match, and it was the first SummerSlam main event that had the WWF title on the line. Looking for two competitors. Oof, God. Um, oh, I have, this is... I have no idea. Easy. Uh, Easy. Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man. No, it was the Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude. Ah, what? So apparently... This was at the second SummerSlam, so the first SummerSlam had a tag match. I believe it was Hogan and... Hogan and Piper were in there. Okay, question three. SummerSlam 2001. Uh, What was the WCW Championship match, and who won? Two-parter. I feel like I might have got this wrong. I think I'm thinking of a different event, but I'm going to say, was this Triple H Booker T with Triple H winning? No, it was not. So this was in the midst of the invasion angle. Uh, so The Rock came back some weeks prior and uh, and took on Booker T for the WCW title and he won it. Uh, the Booker T, Triple H, I think that was a mania, right? Yeah, I think, mania. Yeah, Eight, yeah, it was. It was 18 later on. or 19. Yeah. That was a... A shifty angle. That was that was not good. Um, oh, son of a git. Yeah. Question four, um, sir. Don't worry, we can salvage it with two correct answers here. Question four: Which wrestler wrestled two matches in a row at SummerSlam 1993? Hint: He's part of a famous family. Which wrestler had two matches in a row at SummerSlam 1993? So think about who was around then. Who was in a famous family? Who could it be? Brett. It was Brett. Yes. Yes. He defeated Doink the Clown before losing to Jerry Lawler. Nice. What a night. Two out of four. What a night. SummerSlam 1996. Who did Shawn Michaels face at SummerSlam for the WWF title? SummerSlam 96. 96. That wasn't Brett too. No, I'll give you another guess. Um, SummerSlam '96. It was a, it was a con. It was a big contrast of styles. I'll put it that way. Vader. 
It was Vader, yeah. Oh, yes. Bang on. Good man. Three out of five, not bad. Three out of five ain't bad. C's get degrees. Right, shit. What else is there to say? Do this again. Another thing we started on the last episode. So um, for those who didn't listen, uh, one of our loyal followers on Twitter, John, has a book out, which I happened to stumble on uh, in the shop the other day. Um, it's it's a nice little cover. It's got a blank page on the back, though. Strange. It's like a photography studio. Yeah, Weird. very strange. Weird. Can't really see anything on there. But uh, but yeah, follower John wrote a book, uh, Be a Work in Progress, and other things I'd like to tell my younger self. So we thought, seeing as we are the CPR, we'll bring you some CPR. We'll give you a nice quote from follower John, who apparently is a multiple-time Money in the Bank winner. Good on you, follower John. But he doesn't have the best SummerSlam record, apparently. Um, well, there you go. Unfortunately. Well, that's all right. So we're going to let the universe guide my hands across the pages. And I'm going to open up a random page here and read a quote from John. John Kenner? Senna? Chena. I think it's pronounced. Chena? Yeah, Juan Chena. Juan Chena. Page 120. Let's see. Ah. A relationship with the one you love should never be built on control or dominance. Love them for them and trust that they do the same. Ah, A relationship with the one you love should never be built on control or dominance. Alluding to Vince a lot in this book, I must say. The thing, but there you go, Ed. I, uh, I think that guy's got some stuff to work out. I think so. But he's a work in progress. So yeah, that's a John Cena be a work in progress. Uh, really cool book. Just it, if you follow him on Twitter, it's a lot of the same stuff. Uh, you know, just positive quotes, stuff to ponder, stuff to think on. You know, sort of some social cues, some life lessons. Yeah, some you know, some advice from a, a tenured professional wrestler who's travelled the world a little bit. Echoed by Cheap Pop Wrestling, who you can find on the social medias at the underscore cheap underscore pop next time you hear from us you'll be hearing a crossover episode we recorded uh, about a year ago now some friends of the podcast at 3d's character assassination we watched the the mickey rock the wrestler and we kind of uh, talked about some of the uh, sort of deeper and darker issues that arise from that uh, and sort of the darker side of wrestling so it's not as uh, light-hearted as you you'd come to expect from the cheap pops but really enjoyed recording that we really got uh, sort of dug through the weeds of Know, the dark side of the ring and all the ins and outs and i think we provide a little bit of uh education to them uh, about wrestling and and you know they gave us a, a lot of education about you know filmmaking and and also the psychology of the character mickey Rourke portrays in the film so check that out please yep great listen great listen and um you can also follow me on twitter at cheap pop tony because luke's taken over the the twitter and social accounts um, so I just wanted to make it perfectly clear that not all of Cheap Pop's opinions are the same as his. Yes, the breakaway account, because we figured um, Tony Khan uh, needs to not block both of them. Um, and we think that's where this is going. If I continue my ways, Tony Khan, do what he likes. 